Okay, welcome to another episode of Morality Python Radio. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about our top five books. If we could only have five reptiles books, what they would be. We're stuck on an island. Could never get books again. Oh, everything was in near Australia. Oh, like the white lip island in the Torres Strait? I mean, my God, yes. I'd be <laughs> totally all right with that. But because okay. then some of them would be even more useful. But yes, uh, only f- the only five books that we would recommend, or if we only had to have five books, uh, yeah, obviously this is Morelia Python Radio. So um, it, it is going to skew towards Australian species. If you're shocked by that, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Clearly, you're not with the program. Yeah, no, no, no. How'd you <laughs> but, find this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But first, yes, it is that time of year, Owen. It is. It is. And it has been announced. So if you are a member of the uh, NPR Morelia Pick of the Week uh, group over on Facebook, you'll have seen the post that it is now calendar time for the calendar competition for 2020. I guess it'd be 2022, right? 2022. Yeah. So uh, definitely go over and enter. Uh, there's a thread on uh, the Facebook page uh, to tell us you the rules and how to enter. You can only enter one animal once, so you cannot just put 20 different entries of your animal. You Can't need, throw people. Yeah, it is always <laughs> them. It is always them. And it's always like every single angle of their Condro's head. And it's like, yes. you just, you get- have to pick one because then I have to pick between 45 different Condro's. Yeah. So now, of course, if you are wanting to get in the calendar, here's the best way to do it. Obviously, we don't like tub shots, so you're going to need to take your snakes outside, get some nice lighting, get a good camera, get a good photo. Um, well, technically, they don't have to be outside. They don't have to be outside. They just don't need to be We're in just a bin. Looking they for can a be professional quality. We don't no. want to see them on newspaper with shit Picture. in the corner. All right. Yes. We know that's what <laughs> most of the pictures go. are. Because <laughs> yeah. we have the snakes. Like I guarantee you, if I went downstairs and took pictures of mine on my phone, that's what would it would be. Put some effort into it. Um, I would say that there are some categories that are more loaded than others. So uh, I'd say to get your chondro in there is going to be the hardest because those are the ones that we have the most entries in, and also those are the hardest to kind of go through because there's a lot of really good looking animals all over the spectrum. I would right. say that there are probably some other ones that, that might be a little bit on the lower side. So if you have say like an inland or, you know, a bull and iron own Pelly Python, because I put them together this year and I was thinking about putting Imbricata and inlands together just because we don't get it's quiet. You, <laughs> we don't get that many. They're not, it's there. It's like, we need to pick between 200 Chondro pictures and these three inlands who are all Tim Tindall, like, and that's how it goes every year. So that is, if you're one that of those people that is like bitching about how they're never in the calendar, buy an inland because that like you might actually be in the finals just because that um, if you have an inland and you haven't entered it, what the hell? Get on that. So yes. um, you can post a picture in the thread, one picture per animal, but you can enter multiple animals into the same category or different categories. So do it up you have from now till the end of october we will close down entry october 1st you have 30 days and then we will shut it down and if you message myself or eric on october 2nd and say you were like oh i've been meaning to enter but i could tough 
luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got 30 freaking days. Yeah. Figure it out. Ooh. Enter. Then what'll happen is Eric and I will compile. We will review. And then we're going to meet up with the winner of Morelia of the year from last year. Um, and we will decide on who's going to be the calendar this year. If you win, you get a free calendar. And if you win Morelia of the year, because it's chosen from all the calendar, all the month's winners, you get to come back here. You get to come here with us next year and pick the winners. So, Correct. Yes. There you go. Who was Morelia of the year last year? I was Why really am I drawing the point? No, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I rely on you for so I, many things. Yeah, I know. Oh my, too much. There's too much. Uh, too much I, stuff too in, the much brain. in your brain. Yeah. It's, <laughs> We've I've noticed horrible, that I'm at the point mistake. now when stuff is in my brain and more stuff wants to go into the brain. You're just like, no, something's got to come out. Well, I mean, we <laughs> there's no more that. room. We'll have to send a message to show historian Robert Stone and he'll let us know. No worries. I will go to the NPR MoreliaPythonRadio.com because uh, yes, it'll show it up. That's the other thing you also get put up on the website. Uh, Terry Burwell was Morelia. Oh. Yeah, we can interrogate rough him on scale. how many rough scales he's going to be sending to yes, me this year. Mr. Rough Scale, how could yeah. I forget? Anyway, the uh, yeah, let's see, yeah, that uh, nice uh, rough scale, rough scale, scale he has sitting on the blue branch racers. Terry's got a lot of stuff going on. I need to stop following him. Otherwise, I'm like, I could buy that, I could yeah. buy that, and then that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I'm trying to sell your kidneys already. <laughs> No takers. I don't, I don't know how good they are. <laughs> uh, it's no takers. I'm trying, but no. So the extra category is this year. Yes. The extra category for this year is drum roll, please. <laughs> it is monitors. And no one is surprised. <laughs> no one was surprised. Yeah. I think we had the choice between what what was the choices we had? We had monitors. Yeah, like, hey, like you would do like we'll do vipers, but then I remember vipers. a couple of years ago we had a rattlesnake in because I think we had wild caught pictures. Right. And then last year was boas and that rosy boa one. So yes. I'm like, we could do vipers because then we could probably kind of see what we can get with some cool stuff. Um and other things like that, whether they be captive or non. Um, we could do venomous because I'm like, I would love to see a really good shot of a mamba or something like that. I'm like, or, and you're like, or monitors. I'm like, or monitors. So it just kind of, <laughs> so we decided monitors for this year. Um, next year we might want to do, I, I, I'm not know what I want to do next year. Um, I think I might just, we next year, let's just do Royal Pythons and really fuck with everybody's mind. <laughs> this yeah. year, ball pythons. It was like, what? And then Bill Steve well, maybe like, my day has come. And yeah, maybe the winner I don't know. We might have to clear this. Royal uh, no, maybe the oh. winner will get to pick the extra category uh, for the following year. You know what I mean, up the ante a little bit. Yeah, I like it. Get some spicy. I, I do like, yeah, you get. Yeah, I like that because now if you get Morelia there, you get the judge and you get to pick what we're doing next year. Because mm -hmm. then it also means that that's less work for us to do. So oh, I I will appreciate I'm that, all for at that at any I'm point. All, anything, yeah, anybody. If anybody else is doing anything else, you know, I know we have interns. I, I don't know what they do here. So <laughs> it's. Yeah, Owen says get interns. It'll be great. Well, they don't know what they do. What do Wait, they do? My stress so, level went what up. Is, what is the point and purpose know. of them? <laughs> Oh, they're great guys. <laughs> uh, I love you, interns. You're fired. One and All two. 
I won't tell one you which two. one is one and which one is two. I that will, will be uh, for you. I constantly decide. tell them. I think at one point, Lucas went down to intern 18 this week. <laughs> Poor Lucas, man. Poor Lucas. I got you, Lucas. No I worries. What I, I don't remember what I demoted him for. Owen's always <laughs> demoting. He's a demoting guy. I don't know if he would be able to live and shop right. <laughs> I fired them several times. <laughs> Owen, oh, just... where's all the people slicing oh, cheese? I fired them all. Fired them. They're all horrible. Guess what that means? You're slicing You're, cheese. I mean, that would, yeah. All right. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, that's why there's demotions. There's no firing. You can't leave. You're just demoted. Yeah. You're just not as important. Okay, fair exactly. enough. Um. Wow. The doctor, Doctor Julander, has some nice monitor, wild yeah, what monitor hell, picks in here. Oh I'm like, boy. Oh my God. Justin will be good for some of the inland picks, and he comes out of left field and monitors. I'm like, no, go to no. your no, and jabbing him with a stick. It's like get into your category and shut up. Like it is. He's just super lucky, man. I don't I know. know. He's he 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 always gets the flip of the coin Dude, that, that, uh, on that, <laughs> Reptile Fight Club. <laughs> I mean that that's just not fair. Um, <laughs> if, I were, if I were Chuck, I would demand a new coin. Yes, but, I know. Um, I, I would say that it monitor. It's going to be a hard, hard category this year with monitor. Yeah, a very and it's already looking bad. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Like, and as soon is, as you put a parenti in there, I, it's oh, horrible. Like, well, dude, like, come on. Dude, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah. So, NPR calendar. This is what the, this will I be the, <laughs> I think this is and, the, I want to say this is the ninth calendar. This we will messed be, up. We messed up and not had one one year. Yeah. Yeah. And do you believe that in one month we'll be going into our 11th year? <laughs> Owen's crying. If you can't, you can't see it right now. It reminds me slowly peering up. So 11 years so of my life. Gone. It's like, but <laughs> what have I done? What have, what have I done? Why did I answer that thread? But no, it's, um, it's like what Nick said. He's like, I've been doing this show since like, you know, Owen didn't have a beard and Eric didn't have any gray hair. I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And then I recently saw a picture of myself from back yes. then. I'm like, holy shit. Like yes. it is, yeah, I just had this stupid little goatee thing. God, yeah. why didn't anybody tell me I look like an idiot? So <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we all look yep. like idiots. I guess. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? So it's just like, but it's just, yeah, 11. I forgot October is 11. God damn. Yeah. Wow, man. That's crazy. <sighs> So when will we quit? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> when, man. I don't when know. Will I, when will I be released? <laughs> Eternity. We'll be doing <laughs> radio need, in heaven. I need to be set free. Uh, God's going to be saying, I can't believe that they're still talking about carpet pythons. Oh, they're not that interesting of snakes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but anyway. what about rough scales? Oh, well, you have my I, attention. Different. That is a different animal altogether. Superior Morelia, some would say. Uh yes, some would say that. Yes. I would. <clears throat> um, so last week, um, there's we cut <laughs> yeah. So last week um we talked about um we talked about uh localities and sort of um crossing localities in you know to strengthen um, offspring, uh, sort of looking at, uh, localities kind of like, um, bloodlines. Right. Right. And, uh, one thing, so there was a couple of comments that we had over on the YouTube channel, NPR network. If you're not subscribed, you should go subscribe. You can get all the podcasts there. 
And you um, can watch you, this thing and other stuff like that. Yeah, when we're live and, and all that kind of stuff. Plus, yep. we're going to have some videos at some point, but uh, uh, we'll do time. Well, it, do time. This, this is again, this is why, like, you know, <laughs> the next time we go out herping together, I swear, I'm just going to put a GoPro on my chest and we'll just have a little flashing. This is the Owen vision as I run through the bush. Like, I'm going to yeah. give you my GoPro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will make that happen. I'll that make will that happen. <laughs> like, and this is Owen vision. I don't know why yeah. he's looking at that tree, but yeah. It'll have like the, uh, you know how it makes like the blinking thing yeah. on the like <laughs> yeah. Owen vision Owen on the vision. bottom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize I, I've never been this high. You're like, is that what the top of my head looks like? This viewpoint yeah. is <laughs> outstanding. Uh, so uh, one thing, a couple of things that stood out to me. So first, uh, Eric Hernandez, uh, yep. Mr. Red Coastal Carpet Python himself. Um first of all, said something about it's odd how the community doesn't mind if we outcross localities with morphs. Yes. Example, Exanic Coastal to Rockhampton, right. which I I didn't really think about that. I didn't think about that either. And I was like, that's so true. He is correct. <laughs> you know, like nobody would say shit about that happening. Um, but as soon as you're going to outcross, um, you know, a, a locality, it becomes taboo, well, if you will. It was so. Correct me if I'm wrong. We outcrossed Exanic to Rockhampton to prove the Exanic, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Right. So when when proving a morph, they want you to pick a pure line of carpet, which it's hard to do with the amount of, with the bloodlines and animals that we have in the U.S. You almost have to go for locality. So nobody seems to even think about or care that we did take an exanic and cross it to a Rockhampton because now it's just part of the exanic morph. Right. But if I were to sit there and be like, I am going to make exanic Rockhamptons, people would lose their freaking minds. So do you think it's the fact that you're calling it an exantic rock Rockhampton? Like, I think so it is. I think, well, it's, it, it already is an exanic Rockhampton. That's what it is. <laughs> like it's at that yeah. point. Yeah. At that point, what? Well, I mean, at that point, we've taken the this exanic carpet, which is it's a morph that popped up in a coastal carpet python. It or did it pop up solely in Rockhampton? I don't think it popped up in Rockhampton. I don't think it did either. I think we bred it to a Rockhampton because if you had bred it to a Brisbane, you would have had to deal with all those things that Brisbane's let, bring to the table. Let me go to the chart. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I will tell you. Um we have charts now. We do. We have charts. Mm. Um so, yeah, I think I want to say that Rockhamptons, I think they were outcrossed because I think like, I think from my understanding, mm -hmm. from the breedings that I've seen that Nick's have, has done and the breedings that um, Paul have, has done. Right. I, I think <clears throat> what they're doing is they're they're doing sort of what i think we're saying is that you use that so if you have a rockhampton and you have uh -huh. an exanic they're uh -huh. two different bloodlines in theory right so you should yeah. be able to breed them and it would sort of be like in a way outcrossing um the you know well and also 
outcrossing the carpet python. It's right. not outcrossing the locality because once you have the once you it's cross gone. the locality, it's it's gone, and it's still going to be exanic because it's it's a phenotype, it's a morph. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I think the issue. Well, I should say the issue for me is calling it an exantic. Uh, Rockhampton. Rockhampton. Because yeah, to me, that agree. implies that you found a coastal carpet in Rockhampton, Australia. That was exantic. That was exantic. Right. That's at least that's what I hear. But you know? now was Rockhampton chosen because it was the easiest one with that morph? Like, you know, it didn't it, no red, no anything else you had to deal with. It's not like a jag where it's an <sighs> obvious kind of mutation. This is somewhat more of a subtle mutation. Is that why Rockhampton was picked over like Port Douglas and everything else? Well, I oh, think if you I think if you look at Rockhampton as opposed to a Port Douglas, like a Port mm. Douglas to me looks like a looks like a jungle carpet pattern. Right with a coastal carpet color or i mean for anything like you know they didn't they didn't do it to, to a brisbane they didn't do they 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 i think brisbane's would throw red i think yeah exactly i think brisbane would be too messy i think port douglas you would have to deal with all the different kind of colorations of that i think a classic coastal is a rockhampton which is you can use that and and they have pretty docile Dude. colors like a cream kind of color you can use that so i think it's yeah. why they picked that I think I think I think another reason why they wouldn't have picked Port Douglas is, is a very rare locality. So right. the only people that I know that have Port Douglas in the US are three. Myself. And you're one of them. Yeah. Eric Kohler. Mm-hmm. I think Eric Kohler still has them. He should. He produced mine. So I would imagine I that get, he got rid of them. So yeah. <clears throat> and I couldn't see him getting rid of that unless oh, no, no, no. some Kohler loves locality stuff. So yeah, if, yeah, if anything, I, I can't see him doing that. If, if he didn't produce them, he just he might not have even put them together, but he's not gonna get rid of them. No. Right. See, I remember like you remember how I was saying that I can't believe that everybody's sleeping on the gelatin jungles and everything, right? Yeah. You know, I can't believe this. I can't I, I don't understand why everybody's sort of like uh you know yeah, who gives uh, a shit, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um but uh it's funny because after some time goes by, um you know, then all of a sudden people started like Eric Kohler started contacting me and he's yeah. like, um, huh, you got any of them left? No, <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you have to wait till next year. Um, but you know, so hmm. I think that's something that you should always think about is like, you know, if you really want to get into something and it's available and you can do it, you should do it. And, yeah. and not wait because you don't know what's going to happen. So let's just say that for sake of argument that Kohler doesn't have um, Rock or uh, Port Douglas anymore. So then that right. basically leaves Brandon Wheeler and myself. And well, Nick sent the, them to Brandon Wheeler. So they're really Nick's, you know. And that's what <clears> happened <throat> with, you know, uh, that's what happened with a lot of things, like with Yakapuri Depot and things like that. Eventually people lose one, lose two, lose this, lose that. And then you get to the point where you start doing a head count and you're like, we're down to like four or three animals. Like, and that's, and that happens quickly if nobody's paying attention. Yeah. See, I'm always torn because I was listening to Justin and Joe, uh, Joe Phelan is back in the podcast world and he's doing a podcast right up your alley, man. It's called corn stars. 
I'll, I'll wait for that to sink in. I was waiting for a reaction. Okay, fair enough. Corn nice. stars. Now, and, and now and now we have to crush him. I don't know why, but we just now it's, <laughs> we've we've now declared war on corn stars. I don't know why, but we have. To. <laughs> well, it's actually a really good show. And um, on himself. It, it was uh, it was a good show, but um, I think the the thing that they brought up, and you know, I I, I agree with with Joe, but at the same time, I'm kind of like I, I you know I, I don't right, but mm. the the idea that um, you know, it's just a snake. We're not putting him back in the wild. Why do no, we care? No, I don't know. We're going back. I don't know not- why we care. I don't. I don't know why well, we well, care. That's, that's something that I have to meditate even, on. Or something. Even the rarest shit that you have. I'm talking the rare, like my Timor pythons. They would not come to me. Like if if there was some scientific <laughs> project where they needed to reload the like wrinkle with Timor pythons, they would not come to my dumbass in Pennsylvania or anybody yes. else that has Timor pythons. They would go immediately to any AZA accredited zoological facility and they would be like, hey, breed this shit. And even then, they would also open up the breeding facilities over where they're from to do that. I think it's like with anything, if you're into that type of thing, you want the real thing, right? Uh, like, yeah. I don't want a knockoff iPhone. I want an iPhone. Yeah, maybe it does the same thing, but I want an iPhone. Uh, right. Maybe that's a bad example. That's but like, example. like, if you're going to get, okay, here's a better example. Yeah. I, yeah, I should always stick with music. You and, should and yeah, stuff, just, right? just go with it. If I want to... If I, I want, want a Les Paul, get, oh damn it! <laughs> See, you're damn right. It. Oh, damn you got it. it though. Gibson Les Paul. Yeah, well, no, I was right. gonna say Les Paul. You're learning. <laughs> I was gonna say Les Paul, but I went different. Uh, so Gibson Les Paul. You want a Gibson Les Paul? You don't want an Epiphone. You don't want you know a, 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 an ESP that looks like a Gibson Les Paul, and it might sound like a Gibson Les Paul, but for some reason it's in our in our goofy monkey brains that. You want the Gibson Les Paul. At least that's how I'm wired. So like, I don't see, I, but part of me at the same time is like, you know, okay. So it's, you know, we're putting, we're putting faith in the fact that those localities are legit. And I guess, I guess for, you know, I guess for people that are into carpet pythons, as opposed to something that we could actually get, like you know, Alterna, right? It's, yeah. it's legit localities, and you can yeah, go you can and go pick and them off it. the crack, you and you know, you can pick up a photograph of you holding today's newspaper by the freaking cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I think the thing with locate, like, so Justin has, has uh, locality whole- corns that right. he has from his area, and I think I guess it's just our way of playing in the sandbox. You know what well, I mean? Like it's yeah, like, I mean, oh yeah, look at this. This is a locale. This is from Rockhampton, you know, Australia. I don't know. <laughs> we want the localities. We see all the Collierbird dudes with their localities, and we hate it. So we want our own. So yeah, we made, yeah, yeah, I guess. So we got uh, these, you know. and we're like, oh my god, it's special. It's still the same thing as that. Yeah. So. And you know, I guess yeah. is the is that locality even legit? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know, Again, but it makes me feel happy. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it if you're cool with it, if you are happy with it, then fine. If you don't want to deal with localities, you don't have to. There's no gun to your head that says that if you really enjoy carpets or even Morelia in general, that you have to do these things and have these animals. Like, oh, I'm into coastals, and you don't have every single locality? What's wrong with you? I don't right. know. It's just not my thing. Like, I, 
exactly yeah. i can do more yeah. with this tiger than i could do with one port douglas like yeah it's so right. i don't know so 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 the and w- the one thing he did say which i think we have sort of you know we, even sort of joked about but i think it's a good idea is eventually outcrossing brisbane's yes with mbb and russian yeah um that's that's on my list of things to do because think about it this way I, well first off Brisbane was already in Jag. We knew that much. Right. Which is why the MBB crossed with the Jags in the beginning were the best looking Jags that you could possibly get because you had that nice dose of Brisbane blood and the color popped on these Jags. So got it. Now adding Brisbane back into MBB stuff as well as other things like that, it, it's just going to make it pop. It's just going to add more color, add more red. Plus that's why, that's why some Jags just get huge. Like they have those Brisbane size kind of deal. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other question we got from Andy, um, yeah. was that, uh, he has, uh, Tully's and nice. they were produced, uh, from, by, uh, a guy named Tariq and the pair came from Paul Harris. So he has two pairs, 2020s and 2021s. Cool. But they're all siblings. Yo. Um, so he's not um he's not uh you know at ease with pairing them together but um he can't find anyone with someone less closely related stock he, he, which is he, he might not because he also got to admit that like so Paul produced the original Tullys but how many Tullys did Paul get I don't know if Paul, well, Paul did produce, um, I believe a line of Tully's, but I guess it really depends on, uh, you know, I, I don't like, know that answer, exactly, but because I would say that it's probably a pair. Exactly. Like, so his founder stock is probably a pair, which right. means that every single Tully that was brought here is a sibling. So that guy that you said that you bought them from, he bred brother to sister and, now you have two brothers and two sisters. So the issue then comes in is that even if you go out and try to find, like even if you go nuts and try to find somebody who manages to say that they got their Tully jungles from star pythons, I'm just throwing names. I don't even know if star has Tully's, but let's just say they do. Right. Even if they say like, you know, I got my jungles from star. Where did you, where did star get the Tully jungles? Probably from Paul. So it's, just going to go back into it is that you're still there may not be any unrelated stuff out there outside of this thing because i'm not even sure if anybody else brought in other lines or other things right yeah i yeah see that's the trouble with doing so um the tully you know paul has produced tullies and the one that Nick has that that he well I'm not saying Nick has it but the, if you look at one of his lineage charts mm-hmm. um, when Paul bred the first zebra in '95 was um, it to a Tully? Yeah. So zebras are, are in fact have Tully blood in them, and I believe <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong, right? But I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if this is like public knowledge that people know it, but like LASIK stuff is Tully's. All right, now find me a pure LASIK line jungle. 
I do know of somebody that produced them this year. <gasps> All right. So there's hope. Because if LASIK line is Tully and it was brought in in 90-something, then it was brought in before. But, again, it looks great because now we got these two separate things. But what if, <laughs> what if Paul and Casey got their Tullys at the same time from the same shipment or the same thing? I don't I I I want to say it's two different lines because if if I think what LASIK lines, was working with is not what Paul has. That, and that makes some sense. Things. I understand because like let's let's put it this way. If Paul was say in the US and so like with Casey and they were like we both got our Tele Jungles in 95 like yeah, they came in the same crate. Like that's how that worked. But right. because they're in different countries it kind of gives you a little bit more of a stretch. So you kind of have some hope there that there could be two separate lines. So I would say if LASIK lines Tully, then that's your best shot is find a fine pure LASIK. Well, I think the problem for this gentleman is he's in the UK. (laughs) So the dilemma is whether he should source Palmerson's to outcross. So from what I, what he gathers, these high yellow Tully's may not um, evenly reflect the natural look of the locality. So what is the benefit of preserving the locality status? If it may more relate to branding than prolifer plover Jesus Christ. Proliferation. Yes. Proliferation. I can't I say that my tongue tied. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, boy, I gotta do some warm-up exercises before uh, yeah. I get on here, you know, I'm getting old. Um <clears throat> can't just bust out branding rather than plurif. Stop, stop, just move on. Just move on. We're gonna have to edit that out. No, keep it. From what I gather, these high yellow tullies may not even <laughs> reflect the natural look of the locality. So what's the benefit of using them and having that locality if it's if you're not preserving the look um, right. and it's I, not I mean, showing yeah, right. in a typical breeding uh, Right. You group. know, if, 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 you, if you get the tully jungles because you like the look of a tully jungle and then you find out in the book that they don't look like that, which... <laughs> yeah. 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 Depending yeah. On and that's the it, other thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 whole thing of like what I mean, you know, the Australians laugh at us because we're like, oh, look oh, at this look at the tully, and they're like, snake. yeah, okay, no, that's right. how it looks like, right? Yeah. Oh, mate, that looks like shit. I, I stepped <laughs> yeah. on one yesterday. It looks completely different. Oh, right. <laughs> so um, it, it, that you can do that, and you know what? The, the thing is with jungles is that everybody likes everybody likes a black and yellow jungle, and. Unless you are really adamant about lines or something like that, a lot of people are just looking for a nice black and yellow jungle. So as long as it's pure jungle to the best of your knowledge, if it's got if it's Tully mixed with Palmerson, that's fine. Because the people who are looking for that kind of stuff will kind of get into that. But then also anybody else who's just looking for a really nice representation of a jungle will also get in on that as well. So it helps. My advice would be this. Mm. My advice would be wait until the new complete carpet python comes out. Then make a decision. <laughs> because they're going to have some of the, you know, who knows how the taxonomy is going to change. And not to say that this, that's going to be the accepted, you know, taxonomy yeah. in scientific uh, papers. And, you know, the scientific community is going to accept that. Yeah. But I think probably... <laughs> 
the majority of the carpet python enthusiasts in the U.S. are going to be like, whatever you say, Nick and Justin. Well, I mean, that, or we, that, that yeah. or we have to burn Nick and Justin as witches because they <laughs> and and Warren, too, because they yeah. put his name on it, too. So. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're doing the work, right? They're doing they the are. work. They're they doing are. the DNA work. They're, 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 they're really putting a lot of I, I know speaking to Justin, I know he's put a ton of work into right. sort of figuring out this sort of dilemma that we always have is this whole like are they are they races are they subspecies are they right. species are they all one thing um are there certain ones that are something and other ones that are not are not <laughs> you know i mean and These like ones are halfway to something right yeah. you know and then you know you can't really really compare um uh you know you just can't compare like uh what you know what is in the wild to what we have. So uh, to me, I guess, you know, and, that, and that's sort of where I come, like maybe, maybe the carpet Python community should start to look at it from the standpoint of how the jungle people did it. Right. Mm -hmm. The jungle uh, group, right. They sort of, they didn't worry about localities per se. They took a really nice yellow snake. They bred it with a nice yellow, uh, snake. Really nice yellow snake. I think they, they kept doing that. <laughs> right. And I think they, they liked the idea that is super yellow and this mm -hmm. is super yellow. Oh wait, this is a Tully. Okay. Well then I know it is a quote unquote jungle. Right. And Oh look, this is a, you know, this is cover girl. Oh, well she came from Lasik stuff. So she's, you know, quote unquote, you know, a jungle car. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to breathe these together and I'm not going to call them, you know, you know, Tully. Well, you couldn't even do that. Right. It, but Paul didn't say Tully zebras. He just said no. zebras. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Which so. is ex exactly. So, but, and, and that's the killer. Yeah. So we remember how we were talking about last week, how somebody was going to take a, um, why can't I think of the, your locality jungles? Gelatins. Gelatin. Someone was going to take a gelatin and breed it and call them gelatin zebras. So I think Paul did that. Paul did that. But, uh, but why, might, did, why, why, why didn't we do that bear. for Tully's? So why is that okay for gelatin and not okay for Tully's? And I'm going to tell you why. Because a Tully jungle zebra yeah. looks exactly like any other jungle zebra. Right. Okay. But a gelatin zebra... It's going to look different. Different. Therefore, we have to put a price tag on it. Therefore, we got to put a name to it. Therefore, it's something different. So as long as it's something different, then they're going to try to use the locality to throw it in there. If you bred a Brisbane to a to an exotic and they came out black, like I don't know what we would do with that. <laughs> Melanistic coastal. Melanistic coastal. Woo. Well, wait a minute. It's technically an exotic Brisbane. Shut up. Like that's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I mean, they could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and I don't it see just, it ever it stopping. Back, right, it just goes back to the God help you all. If I ever, ever hatch out anything that is a brand new morph, because I will name it something ridiculous, just right. so everybody has to say it. Right. Yeah, you know you will. Until <laughs> Nick gets leader. a hold of you. What the hell is it? <laughs> Till Nick like, gets ah, a hold yes, of you. The hippopotamus. Here's the thing, Owen. Nick's, Nick's reading. Nick's you need to give me a call. Like, oh. And then he just gets on a plane, flies to Philadelphia, <laughs> drives to my house. I'm sitting in my room. He's knocking the door, opens <laughs> the door, and just punches me in the face. It's like, yeah, 
I picture it more like sit down, Owen. Sit down, Owen. We just you're gonna call them. Yeah, it's one of those like walking to my it. house, turn on the lights, and he's there already. Oh, yeah. sit down, Owen. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> oh, gonna God, call no. this. Yeah, I don't know. Pick a crazy name. You're gonna call this, this, this a, a, a Carmel Albino. No, it's a purple people eater. Purple people eater. Owen. The list of names we've approved, Owen. 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 Do it hard way, buddy. We can do this easy, or we, <laughs> we can, can do, do this hard. hard. Yeah, I'm gonna. Take but that my... snake will not be called the purple people. <laughs> yes, it will, back. Nick. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Owen? be back in two minutes after I take my pre-gym formula, and then we're gonna have another discussion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get a Nick call. Eric me. Yeah. You need to talk to your co-host. Yeah, talk to your boy. <laughs> I don't uh, know if he understands what he's doing. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's about how that conversation that's, that would go. Be, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, right. it wouldn't be called Purple be, People Eater. Yeah, You'd have to come on the show and say, I would uh, immediately. There are numerous I, times where I already know I have to eat like a ton of crow. Like at this point, um, it I, is what it is, right? Good times any. I have to praise Chris Salemi right now. Oh, dear. I do. <laughs> okay. Because I, I threw up a, a, a question about geckos and this, that, the other thing, and he's sending me a bag full of gecko sheds from his knob tails so that I can try to get the mad hogs eating. So oh, okay. he's going to send those to me. And I am told that I must sing his praises on air. He also then said that I must acknowledge the existence of Bigfoot, which I told him, fuck no. So hopefully <laughs> it's not, I Bigfoot, told him I would do yowie. all of this. No, I, I told <laughs> him I would do all of this, but he's going to put it in the mail tomorrow morning. And this show doesn't go out until then. So he won't know. <laughs> Right. Till afterwards, and I'll have the gecko skins, and it's fine. But I will not admit the existence of his. Chris Alemi's from New York, man. You don't think that that's really going to play out the way you think it is, right? Again, he'd have to come get me. He's he's too busy dealing with apparently there are like mountain lions in people's apartments in New York now. Yeah, I know. What the, <laughs> what the, hell? Is, what the hell is that? And they're coming after the snake people. Come well, on, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I have, a, I have several pythons in my apartment. That dude's got a cougar. Like I was wondering why this cat kept growing. Why does yeah, it keep growing? I didn't know. Pet store lied. I to bought me. it at the what? pet shop as a yeah, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway. so yeah, that was the uh that was the locality uh thing. And you know, it's always a good topic. And uh I, I you know I, I, I welcome know. these debates and I also love the questions and stuff. And if, you know, if it gets people's brains turning i mean why not um 100 yeah. yeah speaking of paul did you see his super hypo tigers he had good got? gravy oh my god. god oh damn. my god oh my god <laughs> wow oh my god come on man <laughs> holy hell i know you and i were talking like beginning of the show where it's like i don't know i don't really have any too many carpet morphs i have my eye on to add to the yes Yes. Yes. Well, the thing is, is I don't have to add them. I can well, make you, them. You have them, like, and that's and that's what the killer is. It's like you aren't going to add those. Oh no! I'm just going to wait for Eric. Just wait for Eric. Waiting for Eric. <laughs> yeah, he's on this goddamn kick. I don't kick know what's going on with him anymore. Water, you breathe the freaking hypos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We want 2018 Eric back, where he just yeah, produced please. 27 clutches that's all of carpet I want. That's, all, that's all I want. That year broke me, man. That broke me. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> this year's breaking me. I was, oh man, yeah, that was uh, that was too much. That was too much, man. I I could never do that now. Never, never could do it. Couldn't do it. 
Everybody has that one year where they where all of a sudden everything goes really right, and then they sit there and go, "Everything went really wrong because yeah, now yeah. I have too many babies." And, yeah, yeah. I could not edit podcast, work, wife. We have interns. What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> I know I got to have a training what class or something doing? on how to ed- edit podcasts or something. Start yelling at them, please. Yeah, I guess I got to be more of a jerk. What you know? Ah, what are you gonna do? You don't listen to me. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so our next uh, topic is, uh, so I saw, I was watching this YouTube video of this guy and he was talking about, he was given some, uh, you know, like uh, books that you should read, right? So it was top five books and he, he made a comment and, and I don't necessarily think that he agrees with this or I agree with it, but it was just an idea and I want to just throw it out there, right? Yeah. If he had five books that you read, you know, over and over and over again, you would sort of be, you know, you would really absorb that information as opposed to reading, you know, so say you you have five books that you read five times, it's 25 times you read these books, right? But if you read just one time, 25 books, are you really going to learn? And I guess it's because with me, like I have to keep rereading it over and over yeah, and over I, and over again, you know, and going be, back to it and it referencing depends on, it. Depends on the person. Cause I know some people who read one book once and remember every little detail. Yeah. I'm it. not that smart. I'm not, I. <laughs> Neither am I. I know. But then there are other people, like you said, where um, like I'll read a book and I'll be really up on point with that stuff as I'm reading it. Right. And then, a year later, um, I might have to dip back into it. Yeah. yeah. I might remember parts of it, but yeah. it's like how we were talking about before the show. My complete carpet python opens up automatically to the rough sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> I've he trained, just keeps bending I've trained it. this book. <laughs> what are you doing, Owen? Are you training? No, yeah, I'm training the book, training to open. the book to open. Now I just look Chapter at it and it just opens. Yeah. <laughs> there oh. we go. Chapter nine. Good book. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's. Um, so I thought it would be, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the whole book thing is something that we are always talking about. I know on THP, they kind of do a book thing all the time. It's, it's fun to do. And like you said, it scratches that itch that you have for like, yeah, <laughs> got to get a new snake. Then you get a new book and you can stave off the new exactly. thing. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the greatest thing ever. Right. I'm just buying <laughs> books and I don't have to feed the book. I just have to read the book. And sometimes I, I have so many books now. Then I'm like, wow, I might be reading these till I'm 90. Like, holy it's, shit. It's like, <laughs> it's like methadone. It's like, ah, uh, that'll yes. get me through. <laughs> uh, damn it. Uh, damn so it. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to say before of this. Um, so I was listening to the the Aussie Herp guys and um, Jason and Luke, and they were talking yep. about uh, this app that they use. Mm-hmm. And. You know, as they were doing the show, they said that Scott Iper had had turned them onto this app. Mm-hmm. I don't know what app they use because they never actually said it said on the, the one episode. They said it on the next episode, but okay. that when when I actually went and and got, downloaded the app I have, okay, it <laughs> it's not the same app, but it does the oh, same okay. thing, right? right? So I'm not 100 percent sure on the app that they use, but the app that I have is called Book Buddy. Okay. And basically, Book Buddy is you can scan the code that's on the back of the book, mm-hmm. and it will put it into your, you know, your library on this app, so that you know. There's been times where, oh, if you're at a show and there's books you don't know. What yes, I, I've almost bought 
Yes, um, you almost bought him keeping, again, right? I've almost yeah. bought the care of care of Australian yes. reptiles like twice. <laughs> Correct. So yeah. if you have this app, you can sort of log all your books. Oh yeah. And if you're like, oh right shit, now. do I have that book? <laughs> yeah, it's called Book Buddy. Okay. And um, you just scan the back, the code on the back, and and it registers it in there. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool that way. Um, Sometimes with the, you know, sometimes if I get used books or whatever, sometimes I have a different code on the top of it. But the thing of it is you can add, you can manually add the book in. Um, you can sort of search for books on this thing. And, you know, it tracks like you can track okay, what cool. if you loaned them out, what you're going to read next, uh, what the reading status is now, what your favorites are, you know, all that kind of stuff. I loaned um, my cousin the, my first copy of The Complete Carpet and never got it back. Right, see? <laughs> and again, <laughs> you, and I don't know what it is about when you loan out reptile books. You might not see them for like a year or two forever. years or something <laughs> like that, you know, and you forget. After that time, you sort of forget about it. But if you sort of use an app like that, maybe uh, it'll help you. But for me, it's more along the lines of if I'm getting like, uh, you know, I got to I, I subscribe email uh to email uh, uh, to a couple of book companies that email me like a price list. It's even like buying reptiles from from uh, Bushmaster Reptiles, where it's like every Monday you get the price list of the books, the rare books, you know. So mm -hmm. um, I enjoy that that way. Anyway, so there's that part of it, the the Book Buddy app. Um, so we were going to go through the top five books that are our favorite books that we can read over and over and over again, and. Obviously, for me, um, it is, uh, like Owen said, The Complete Carpet Python by Nick Mutton and Justin Julander. That is also on my list. <laughs> and yeah, as, as you could have guessed, you know, cool. um, <laughs> I have so many notes in here. And, you know, so I have two copies of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have notes and all kinds of things. And like, uh, I learned uh, tons of like, see, see all my, see all my, uh, all your little, oh, post -its. Oh, post -it notes. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. So, uh, so there's that. And I'm sure that when the new book comes out, it will be replaced with, with this book. Well, then I mean, that was the fun thing is like, again, this is like my, my cousin as my other one that like, I guess had little, I had the little sticky tabs in there yeah. for certain things because I used to take it with me to reptile shows because when I was trying to sell carpets and I was trying to sell like caramel checks. Oh I'm yeah. Like, I remember I'm that. Like, we did that. at This Tinley. is what stupors look like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy this. Like it was all that kind of stuff. Ooh, the melanistic Darwin. I forgot they had pictures of that in here. Oh yeah. See, mm -hmm. see. So this book is now, when did this book come out? 2012, 2011, uh, 2011. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the first couple seasons of the show, right? It was the very first season of the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, this book is, uh, is uh, you know, I can't believe it's been that long since this book. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Um, but the new book that they're going to be have coming out, um, obviously they they're, they're they're almost at the finish line. Mm -hmm. um, they they posted up the cover. Um and this time, instead of in the in the first, so the first book sort of has a special chapter on advanced reproduction by Dr. Benson Marl or mm -hmm. um, Justin's old uh, business partner from Australian Addiction, um, and he's been on the show multiple times, um, which is a great chapter, great great chapter. You know, he did he did uh, all, I believe he did a thesis on 
um, ball python reproduction with the who was it? Uh, the snake keeper. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, just just tons of information if you're really interested in breeding and and really trying to figure out how to be efficient as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he was. I know when he's been on the show, he's he's cited that like um, <clears throat> if you're breeding, I think it was turkeys that they bred. Okay. That like they had to be fed a pellet at a special time, and they had like an ID tag on them, and they would walk up to the feeder. And then if they, the ID tag would scan and if they were supposed to be fed, it would drop down some food for them to eat, you know, just like really kind of advanced uh, stuff. I'm not saying that you should get an ID tag for your snake. And, you know, if the snake goes to the, uh, mouse, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, for a mouse that that pops out, but, uh, I, I just, the ideas in there, just the concepts, um, you know, some of the pictures of the wild carpets that are in there and, Obviously, there's the morph section, um, mm-hmm. but overall, probably my favorite book, The Complete Carpet Python. Uh, it's so. the one that really helps get, you know, you in to the the, the whole, if, if you're just getting into Morelia, this would be a definite easy way to kind of plug into all the different things. Because I, I learned a lot of this stuff just by hanging around the forums. Like, yeah. I had no goddamn clue what a Darwin carpet was until the albino popped up. And then I had to do all the research into what the hell a Darwin is and where it came from and all that stuff. And right. I just been going through the forums, but this is everything right in here. And it's a, uh, it's a really comprehensive way to get plugged into Morelia. So if you have maybe one or two carpets, um, I would say this is a good book to have just to kind of get into the general gist of it. And I love how like <laughs> you're looking at like the pictures of the morphs and stuff of that. And it's like, this was obsolete. The second it was po- published, like, it was like, <laughs> they were cutting edge stuff. then, man. You yeah. Know, I remember, uh, you know, Paul would send pics of, uh, Damn, you know, some of these morphs that were produced like super caramel zebra jags and stuff yeah. like that before they were even out and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I, dude, I remember drooling over Paul's super caramel jags. I have yeah. three of them downstairs that I made. <laughs> like it's right, like, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you crushed that project, man. You know, I, 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 I always got to give you props. You got, you, got a, you, you should you, see. You really crushed that caramel thing. You should see my. You should see the baby girls I'm growing up from last year. I brought the one to the show, and people kept trying to buy her. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I need her. So yeah, yeah, I got, I got. I got to give you hats off for that one. Thank you. So, all right, I'm going to let you go with number two since we both picked number one and I I started. So you can go with your number two. What is your number two book? (laughs) Ah, of course, it is the reproductive husbandry of pythons and boas by uh, Richard Ross. So this is a book that caused me physical pain to not have it anymore in my collection after college, like physical pain to when i got it which you know guys if you're gals if you are thinking about books and you can't find them reptile shows are a fantastic spot oh, to find good reptile great. books so and they're cheap too the other thing is a lot of these guys who do vendors at reptile shows have facebook pages um that you can go on to and they'll have books up there that you just have to message them for and they might have 
four or five copies. So we, they might only bring one to the show, but they may have a couple copies back um, at the shop. And they tend to buy a lot of either library books or mm -hmm. personal collections or something like that. So they do have more coming in and out. So if there's a book that you want, jump on it or check out these Facebook groups. And then there's also one of my favorite websites is called Thrift Books. It is great. Yes. Great place. And if you buy a certain number of books, you get a free one for like you get a free one. So right. I bought a couple books and I ended up actually getting um one of the other books on the list that I'm not going to reveal right now for free because it was only a certain amount of money and I had already bought a certain number of books. So uh and you can set up alerts to that you want these books and if they ever become in uh to the inventory that you get an alert because that's how i ended up getting an alert for the more complete boa constrictor okay so yeah um i love this book the uh reproductive husbandry um it just like my uh complete carpet python it does automatically open up to the white lip and timor part of the book <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean so this this shot right here of the timor on eggs that's it, a that's the I money would, shot. It, I would I would <laughs> die, die. I say. Um, so there's. Ooh, I didn't realize they had the burrowing pythons in here. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want those. I don't want those. I don't want those. I don't. <laughs> sure yes, you I do. Don't. Yes, I do. So it it it's a great comprehensive guide into breeding boas and pythons. Every do you still reflect back on it. All these God, years yes. later, yeah. it is a okay. great stepping stone. So you start here and then mm -hmm. you tweak it and then right. you add things and you do this and you do that. Um, did I tell you that I put in the the the, the pass through for my team horse? Oh no, PVC pipe, yeah, they no. hate it, they hate it. <laughs> they're on the opposite ends of the cages, both of them. Okay, so I, I put I put the pipe in the because it's not breeding season. Right through and yeah. they're over here i'm like oh i broke them <laughs> like it was <laughs> oh they hate everything and they're just over there and i'm like great great they're not gonna now breathe because the, these are your older timors these or my rob's timors okay no, my older ones rob's timors i i'm feeding rob's timors and they're getting a little bit bigger so don't but, break yeah. them <laughs> i'm not gonna break it i'm not gonna break <laughs> okay, them okay, right, there will be enough. no breaking <laughs> very None. good so okay but it's yeah. a great book it's a great fantastic book. book and it's a great place to, if you wanted to, I would say like, let's say you get a couple carpets, you get the complete carpet Python. You start playing with carpets, you're successful with carpets. You want to try other species of Python. Then you get the reproductive husbandry of boas and pythons. Cause then you can try to dip into some of the rarer species. Some of the ones that you maybe are a little bit harder to breed, harder to deal with. Yeah. hundred percent. Plus there's boas too, you know. There's I mean, boas in there. I, I have to read this. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go into the boa part. I've never been in the boa part of this book. Like it's like a new part of town. Yeah. I have to be like Argentine. <laughs> Hi, my name's Owen. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I bought these very large, very black, very mean boas. Are they mean? Kind of. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Your they're silence not, says it all. <laughs> they're not. Apparently, they're not nice. <laughs> okay, so, fair enough. Apparently, I have a I have a, a, a wheelhouse, and apparently, these Argentines fit they right fit in. They fit right there. in it. Uh, <laughs> dark, mean, <laughs> huge, perfect. Hey, there you so, go. 
checks all the boxes. Yep. So that is mine. I would say uh, that is something that I've seen multiple times at reptile shows on on book tables, and I think everybody should own a copy. Yeah, and if you haven't been able to check out the episode of Herp History where we talked to Doctor Richard, one of Ross, my favorite episodes. Yeah, um, and it's you, just mind numbing. Where he's like, I don't know. We put the white lips in these wood crates <laughs> in my basement, and they bred. <laughs> well, wait. Spent hundreds of dollars in computer systems. <laughs> like, you know what? I have to say this because you said that right there, right? So yeah. my dad, and I don't know how true this is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. I don't know if they're hard to breed or not, but from what he I, I know nothing about these things, right? But there's he has emerald skinks, right? Right. And the ones he got are wild caught. Wild caught, right. they're not captive bred, they're wild caught, right? And I think when he bought them, he didn't realize that they were wild caught. But you know, he sets them up in this. Uh, dude, the tanks these guys just the picture you freaking, sent of the baby on the leaf. This is amazing. This yeah. is amazing, right? Yeah. So he says to me, uh, he's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm researching these these uh these skinks, and uh, you know, everybody says that they can't breed them and they're hard to breed. And you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get a pair and I'm, I'll see what happens. And I was like, Okay. I said, so my advice to him as we were talking, I said, Maybe you just want to let them alone. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the cage itself kind of takes care of itself. And, you know, you have this nice bioactive substrate, uh, you know, misting systems, yeah. all the bells and whistles, the UV lights, the mm-hmm. basking spot, whatever. You, the temperature's perfect. He's got thermostat. Dude, he, he's, he's no expense. He's He's got it all, right? Um, And uh, he sends me a picture and he says, huh, I guess they're not that hard to breed. Look, <laughs> there's, a like, hanging on a there's leaf this yet. little tiny skink, green skink on a leaf, and I'm like, no well, shit. shit. Again, why? Why we need to get your dad to like like some of the shit that we like that we can't breed, so that he can do that for us. I mean, I don't understand where it's like he's my happy dad, with the little skinks, but like, come on, man. My dad has this way drowning in bullens right now. If your father would just get on them, he's very old school in the fact that. I think, and this is probably where I try to emulate this from, is that he's very much a person that doesn't listen to what other people <laughs> tell him. He sort of makes his own way. Right. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a hundred percent like that. Um, but like, he sort of. He doesn't. I, I'm almost jealous that he's not in like social media and like he mm-hmm. doesn't have Facebook. So it's mm-hmm. not like. He he's just saying like okay so here's this process where are they from what do they do what do they do where they're from what do they eat okay let's do that I'm just <laughs> gonna replicate that right and he does and he leaves them alone and they produce so. and it works I don't know maybe it's uh, maybe they're not that hard to breed and he's just giving himself a pat on the back but I you know <laughs> for all we know they're the easiest thing to breed and everybody's like that's yeah. no big deal but yeah right it's whatever it there works. you go so anyway I don't know I guess my advice would be maybe just leave things alone and maybe they'll breed if, um, if you can if you can take a couple sips back and let your snakes kind of be snakes. What, what, what I what I don't like is the people who are like, I handle my snakes until they give up, and that will help tame them, and then I'll get babies. No, it's just going to mm-hmm. stress out your snake forever, and it'll never breed for you. If you leave it, the I don't need my guys to be nice. Like I have yeah. multiple snakes that want me dead. Multiple. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Woma bit me on the shin. On what? the shin, like it was on the freaking. 
freaking leg, dude. That can't get out of here fast. Like, enough, oh my right? god, I want that thing gone. <laughs> As I removed it, from send it to Lucas. Pliers. Like, yeah, it was. I'm like, God, I wish I could send you to Lucas. Like, it is. Oh man, yeah, that's so, great. But, but I don't need her to be nice. I need her to have babies and not hurt the male. Right. I don't care if it doesn't like me. Hundred percent. So. My book, number two, mm, number two. is yeah. now you can see where me and Owen sort of we're going like, to split here, aren't we? <laughs> split, right? So Owen is more of the Indo type of Python Very guy. Very much so. <laughs> and I'm more of the Australian uh, Python guy. Okay. I don't so have you don't have this book? I have two copies oh. of this book. So I have two I'm copies of this book, book <laughs> and I have two copies of the complete carpet Python. So my this is impossible to find. Yeah. And, um, this basically covers every species of python that is in Australia. And look who's on the cover there, oh, Mr. McIntyre. Oh, just look at it. <laughs> yeah. So um, so what it is, is uh, it's edited by Mike Swan. And what it is, is it kind of just goes through species by species. And each, group, each species is uh, sort of a chapter that's uh, authored by somebody else, right? Oh, cool. So it's got, but the cool thing is, is it's very similar to, um, it's got nice wild shots of, um, as you can see, the there, places yeah. where they're from, um, talks about captive management, how you would set the cages up. It walks you through breeding. It gives you, um, the cool thing that I kind of like and like Owen, my book kind of opens to the Invercata <laughs> section. <laughs> but you, it all knows the pages that were like, oh, my God. But like, it has a lot of breeding data. Yep. Um, similar to one of my other favorite books. Um, and uh, we'll get to that. But basically, it says like here I'm looking at uh, this one is for blackheaded pythons. Right. So it's clutch number mm -hmm. one, female number six, lay date. Um, incubation days, first mating to incubation days, lay to mating uh, days, ovulation, prelay shed, incubation days, prelay um, shed. Um, it gives like uh, incubation period days, <clears throat> first mating, uh, hatching percentage of fertile eggs. So just all kinds of data, like tons and tons of data at the back. Um, when you flip through all the way to the back, mm -hmm. it sort of has a morph section. Kind, kind and <laughs> do you remember whose cages they are? You see that? Uh, yeah, isn't that um, what the 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 racks like? Are those Will Leary's? Oh Jesus! So, and then look, you got Balin has pictures in here. Yep, tigers. Yep. Uh, Will Leary has pictures in here for Jags. And uh, it's so funny. At the time of writing this book, there was Jags. Oh, look, they have a hypo carp, a uh, hypo jag in here. <laughs> Is it a hypo jag? No. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, granites, zebras, diamond jungle jag, Erian Jaya jag. And Exanic Coastal. And that was it. What's the name of this one again? This is called Keeping and Breeding Australian Pythons. All right. Excellent book. That's my book number two. 
Okay. Covers every species. Oh, and, you know, back before we uh, were graced with seeing uh, the magnificent species of, oh, look, Owen, it even has olive pythons and it has barren eye olive Stop pythons. It. Stop it. But uh, it has a whole chapter, which here's the rough scale. And guess who wrote it? John Weigel. John Weigel. <laughs> Tells the story. Um, oh God, it's only available in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I had to get mine from Australia. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> With fifty dollars shipping to the US, damn it! Peter Krauss did the Owen Pelly Python section. Uh, so, all right, all right. Next time we go to Oz, we're just gonna have to go to a bookstore. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> God. Every damn once it. in a while, I, I, I every once in a while I see them. Mm. If I see it again, I'll mm-hmm. I'll get it for you. Grab yeah, just, it for yeah, you. Listen, people, if you're listening in Australia, if you find that book for like $5, send it to Owen. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> the people from the uh, uh, the reptile or the, the Australian podcast, they have my address, apparently. <laughs> they do. I wonder how yeah. they got that. I wonder how I that happened. Yeah. Anyway, so what's your number three? This one. This is one you got me on to, and I, I ah. beat you for it. Um, this That's was one book. of my, this is again for thrift books. I, I got a couple books from them. This was actually free because it was on sale for like five bucks mm-hmm. on thrift books. And I had a thing, so they sent it to me. So it's the, uh, art of snake keeping. And I've started, you see, I have my little thingy in there. Cause I've started looking into it. Um, and I actually put a bunch of, cause right now, if you go to like Lowe's or home or home Depot, a lot of the house plants that they have are on sale for stupid cheap. So uh, this book has a couple of different plants that you can include into a vivarium and what might work for different species and stuff like that. So I'm planning on uh, adding a couple things to the cage with my false water cobras. So I went to Lowe's and they had a bunch of a big pots of Savannah grass that have been doing nothing, but, been getting watered and hanging out in the sun all summer so mm-hmm. they're they're huge and they're like growing out of the pot so i got them and i just put the whole pot inside the cage that i'm making up for the false water cobra so there's this like one corner that has this pot that has these very tall savannah grass that cover up this entire back corner it's kind of like a cool thing to hide and then i'm looking at other things like this because that also goes into vivariums and setting up cages and stuff like that. And then it goes into a brief overview of species, which is awesome. And how do you maintain and how you would go through it and uh, what you would possibly do as far as uh, husbandry and care. And it goes into a lot of other things, especially to about um, like egg laying and for tropical species, you should do this, you should do that. You should do this for that. And it goes into further things like of, different kinds of setups for um, like boas, pythons, like every single thing it has, vivarium design. Like for an emerald tree boa, it says use tall enclosures with perches sized 50 to 70% of the mid-body girth. And it goes into all that stuff. And I've been reading this one section because it goes into vivarium design for hognose. And then after that, it goes into rat snakes. And then after rat snakes, it goes into beauty snakes. So it talks about the breeding size or the uh, how you would set up a vivarium for beauty snakes and stuff like that. Because I'm trying to put a little bit more effort into my Vietnamese blue beauties this year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, that was out before there was bioactive was a thing. Well, mm-hmm. 
before bioactivity is what it is today. But, um, you know, uh, Philippe was sort of, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries back then. And I just remember seeing that and, uh, you know, I was like, I gotta have this book, man. Yeah. And, uh, I read that cover to cover multiple times. It's, very, it's a fantastic thing to start. And it, like I said, it gives you kind of a brief <clears throat> overview. A lot of these books talk about care and husbandry. And that's this is where you should be getting your info because any yuts on the Internet can write something that says this is how he does it and he has success. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these guys it had to actually be published. And also it's good to take all the information you can get and then make your own decisions and take care of your snakes your way. So this is just more info. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, this isn't in any particular order for me, except for the complete card. Well, those two, but the next, the next mm-hmm. ones that I have are not, are not any specific order. So I'm going to step outside my norm. And, um, this book, I just love this book. Um, it's called how snakes work. <laughs> And it's by okay. Dr. Lily White. All right. Harvey Lily White, Dr. Harvey Lily White. And he was the gentleman that spoke at ICAS about oh. arboreal uh, snakes. Right. And how they, um, their bodies are different than, say, a, a snake that's in the water and why it would be different. And the basically, uh, he gave a great talk. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Um, he also did the book called Islands of S- Snake Island, no, uh, Snakes on Islands, something like that, okay. um, which I didn't read yet, but, uh, you know, looks amazing, too. But this just talks about structure, function, behavior of all types of snakes, like every species of snakes. I, you know, I look at this all the time when I'm questioning um, just various things and Oh, look at that. I opened up to a yellow rat snake on a tree. <laughs> That's that is a yellow rat snake on a tree. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, you know, it talks about it, you know, it goes through anything that you could want to learn about snakes is covered mm-hmm. in this book. Um, it, I'm going to, so it, it, you know, it's evolutionary history classification of snakes, feeding, digestion, water balance, locomotion, how snakes move, um, temperature and, um, you know, structure and function of skin, um, internal, um, you know, like circulation, respiration, Mm -hmm. um, how the snakes perceive the world, um, basically going through their sense organs, sound production, courtship and reproduction. This is an amazing book. I, I can't recommend it enough. He's a professor of biology at the University of Florida in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's, uh, yeah, I just remember meeting him at ICAS. And uh, I know that's... he talked about this book. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was sort of turned on to it. And his talk was so good that I was like, man, I got to go get that book. And it's called How Snakes Work. That's Excellent awesome. Book. So if you get a chance, I think it's a lot cheaper now. I know when I got it way back in the day, it was, uh, it was like a hundred bucks, but I think you can find it now for like 20. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the fun part is like, I got, um, I think I got boas and pythons of the world for like $3. Cause and oh, it's wow. an old library book. Right. Cause it has like this thing. It has the thing in there. It's just like property of such and such library. <laughs> so Yeah. 
Okay. Awesome. What do you so, got? Uh, um, for me, I have care of Australian pythons in captivity, or sort of Australian reptiles in captivity, with that nice little diamond python on the front from uh, to John Weigel. Okay. So I have not read this book in its entirety yet. I kind of keep getting distracted as I go through it. Right. And then, like, every once in a while, we'll talk about stuff and we'll go back in it and I'll read a couple more in here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I keep getting, like, either new books or getting distracted. So, but so far, it has been a really nice, again, jumping off point for getting set up and keeping different Australian reptiles. And you got to think about it too. Even the monitor stuff that's in here, um, you can use for ideas of what to do with different animals. Um, Mm -hmm. It also has a lot of stuff in here for like, you know, skinks and other things like that. But then right here, it's a diamond Python. It's just diamond Python slash carpet Python housing. And they're just Morelia Spilota. So kind (laughs) of, it is a bit dated. Yeah. Um, but breeding clutch size, 12 to 50 eggs, pff, amateurs. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's kind of that kind of stuff where you can kind of see where to start. And it's all, I, dude, it's all knowledge for the freaking well, so why not? So I, I definitely like this book. Like I said, it's just taken me a while to get through it. But I do enjoy it, and I do mm-hmm. think it's another good thing to read because it's a good it's a good starting point. You take this. And then you read the complete carpet python and you can kind of see how things progress with our knowledge of the different species from Australia and how you would go and how you would build a successful collection. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Also, you know, John was involved with rust scale pythons and stuff like yes. that. So, you know, I have to, <laughs> yes. I support. I have to support what John does. That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So my next book is probably before the complete carpet python. Mm. There was a book that uh, every Morelia head um, tried to track down. Um, I think I got my copy for 150 bucks. I've seen them as high as 500 bucks. I think if it's, now if it's you Python's can find volume one. I hate you. Okay. Cause I don't have that. And I, um, I desperately want it. Correct. You dick. You dick. <laughs> uh, I mean, this sort of started my obsession. This book started my obsession with Australian pythons and, um, you know, the VPI jungle carpet that is on the cover um, is a animal that I think by today's standards would probably be sort of poo-pooed. I mean, it's got tipping. I mean, come on. Well, now. look at all the brown flecking that's God, coming in it. here. You know? I mean, you know, disgusting. How dare they? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, so it's Pythons of the of the World, Volume One, Australia. They've done three volumes to date. The second was Ball Pythons, and the third was, uh, yeah, that. Oh, is that one of yours? <laughs> yeah, okay, <man. laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. I'll hold that. Which is funny because again, you see where me and Owen kind of where the branches it's right there. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, when you talk about python keepers and breeders in the United States, um, possibly even the world, I don't think that there's anybody that's on par with the Barkers with the amount of species that they bred, the understanding of just python, you know, uh, you know, biology, everything that you need to know about pythons. You know, what I love about this book is that it's it's got a lot of information as far as, um, you know, 
uh, it talks about like, uh, you know, the type locality, some common names, the description. Um, it talks about um, where they're from, how you would determine their sex, the distribution, habitat, food, breeding. And then it just gives like, uh, you know, it talks about the, the eggs, uh, the hatchlings. Um, it gives you all kind of, uh, you know, data as far as um, eggs and uh, hatching measurements. Um, yeah, uh, it gives you chronological reproductive events. Um, and, you know, it gives a nice, I like how the Barkers do these, you know, black and white headshots yeah. of animals. Um, so you can really see the scalation. And in the middle of the book is to me, um, where, you know, if you really kind of look at it and you really kind of go deep and pay attention to what you're reading, um, you'll see thing like see things like that crazy looking, uh, dare I say, exanic looking brettle <laughs> python. <laughs> um, they so slipped, they just slipped that in there, you know? Yeah, just like, uh, you know, it gives like a lot of like uh, locality data of certain things and, um, you know, uh, what they look like. Yeah. It was, and that was found in the vicinity of Alice Springs. Hmm. It's kind of just this exanted looking bread lie. But I don't know. It's an excellent book. If you can find it and you see it, I would recommend that you grab it. And uh, yeah, great book. I mean, while we're on it. Go ahead. Mine. <laughs> My last okay. one would be Pythons of the World Volume 3, which is the Pythons of uh, Asia and the Malaya Archipelago. And this is just a fantastic book if you want to get into... Anything that's not an Australian python, <laughs> but is in that general area. And I mean, you start out and, and it's talking of reproduction, but then it does a brief overview of everything. So it compares Apodora to olive pythons. Yeah. And you can see how you they see don't the look alike. Fucking difference. <laughs> like yeah. It is. That's the, that's what the first, one of the first things they hit you with. And then it, it just goes into spotted pythons um, pop, uh, Papuan pythons, which are gorgeous. Um, and then it go like right into ring pythons. Like I've been burning through this ring python section because I want to get through those. And then of course, all the white lip stuff, northerns, southerns, it goes into the different, uh, other subspecies that have only been described because of the dead ones that we have floating in jars in different museums. Um, and it goes through all that. Those are separate, different species. It goes into the black phase of white lips. But then it starts touching on things like maclots, dunai. Oh, it's a pretty dunai. <laughs> it's like water <laughs> pythons, things like that. It goes into all of them, and it's a nice way to e expand your horizons. If you're just into carpets, but you kind of want to dip a toe into liasis, it, this is a good thing to get because then you can kind of see which way you want to go. Um I have a love-hate relationship with liasses. I love them. They <laughs> seem to hate me. Yeah. Um, I just seem the only ones that seem to be able to get off the ground are olives. But um, it's a great book. And it's a great book to kind of plug you into what else is out there. And that's something that I kind of credit this show as. Because when I think I started, I had 10 coastal carpet pythons and that was it. Right. So you you unless it's at – if you're just a beginner, unless it's been – brought to your attention or it's been shown you like you, you've seen it at a reptile show or been able to handle it you might not know certain stuff's out there 
Right. So this is something that you can kind of go through. And a lot of people do this, look at the pictures in these books and go, what the fuck is that? And then they right. plug themselves in. They want to learn everything about it. Then they want to keep it. Then they want to, then they get excited about it. So this is a great thing to get people plugged into Lyasis, um, Maleo Python, like the Timors, other types of retics and stuff like that. Also, if you even wanted to get into white lips, which I would recommend never to do. They're horrible, horrible creatures, <laughs> but I love them. But right. it, it, it's it's a great way to kind of see what's out there and kind of maybe jump in to a different thing. Kind of close, but a little bit different. So Wow. Even has, you know, Matt's slug python things are in here. Has what? Matt's slug pythons are in here. Oh, I was like, wait, what's what's slug pythons? Is 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 uh bloods and bloods stuff. and short the tails? Slugs. Yeah, yeah. So I think that they're. I don't know where they are as far as completion of the uh, the book that they've been working on forever. Is um, it was supposed to sort of come out when that one came out, but um, obviously was that volume written. four of what is it? We talking Africa? No, I, I think it's it, I think it's going to be similar to what they did with the the ball pythons, but it's going to be all on short tail pythons. So, oh, so it's going to be you know everything and anything about short tail pythons. Um, yeah, it's kind of like because that's the weird thing is volume one is all about Australian animals, volume two is pretty much just ball pythons, and then this one is um, the rest Indo except and Asia. for yeah Africa. Well, exactly. You you'd think you'd want to do Africa, right? Yeah. I think the thing is, though, is like is Africa you, is. Well, you have two. Well, you have three species of py. Well, four species of python, right? You have yep. uh, the two species of afrocs, right? Ball you got python. ball pythons, and Angolan. you got angolans. <laughs> what about where is the burrowing python? Calabar. That's Mexico. Damn it! Why did I think that? Um, and I don't even know if that's necessarily I mean, python species. A hundred percent. I, I think yeah. it's one of those. I don't Weird know. Ones. Like how some people uh, say it is. Some people say like it's how ring python to boa. In Latin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's like, yeah, I think that no, there are no other African species, right? Nope, that's it. That's it. Yeah, pythons are sort of. Uh, I mean, you could probably no. Those are boas in Madagascar. Yeah, pythons yeah. are sort of Indonesia and Australia. That's Australia it. Yeah. being the, the you know I, I I would say that Australia has the most species of pythons, I would which say, is yeah. probably why I love Australia so much. Yeah, being a python stuff. guy at heart, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, and then um, South South America is nothing but boa boa species, right? As far as boids, yes, yeah, yeah. South America is all boas, yeah, and uh, Central America would be boas. Um, all the uh, islands, you know, like Bahama boa, mm -hmm. Jamaican boa, you know, the Caribbean boas, um, mm -hmm. or I guess you would call them West Indy boas. I guess, yeah. So it's like um, you can almost see like pythons kind of they central in Australia, they move and they kind of bleed out and then they stop in Africa. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I am not the person to talk about the, no, yeah. I. <laughs> that but uh yes uh you know one side of the world is all boas and the other side is all python so i don't know go figure yeah but um and you know one of the things that uh you know nipper has said many times and i've heard other people say it, and i agree with his statement right that um mm -hmm. you know america 
or the Americas or um, North America, South America, has a wide variety of species of snakes, right? You know, we have yep. vipers, we have colubrids, we have, you know, um, we have boas, <laughs> you know, rosy boas. Uh, yeah. We have rubber boas. Um, we have... Um, do we have a lapid? Yeah, we have a lapids because we have coral snakes, coral right? Snakes. You know, um, yeah. so we have a we have a wide variety, all a lot of different habitats, um, and I think that's maybe the difference with Australia, right? It's either on the coast, it's sort of rainforest type of mm -hmm. environment. Once you go past the Great Dividing Rain, it's range. It's sort of uh, basically becomes more and more arid till you get to the center. Uh, so you're kind of looking at, you know, similar environments, whereas in America, you know, you have forest, you have desert, mm -hmm. you have plains, you have, you know, uh, the well, Everglades as far as swamps. Swamps. And, yeah. And, and you yeah. have a wide range of like you have, you have forest in all the different zones that you could possibly imagine. So, um, yeah, you have, uh, you know, like the uh, rainforest in California. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different than the rainforest. Well, would you call it rainforest in Florida? You just call it a forest in Florida. Or, yeah, just call it a swamp. So swamp. It's, uh, you just call it a swamp or a different type of forest. So it, it, there's a lot of different things there. So we have all the different ranges. Um, and it is very cool and, and that you can kind of see that. And I'm definitely getting more of an appreciation for it since we haven't been able to go to Australia. Yeah. And just hanging out with what we can do here, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Did you so see he, that one thing with that guy who found that albino Western diamondback in his yard in Texas? Oh, I didn't see that. Baby albino Western diamondback. No shit. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's no. pretty. And he put it back. I'm like, I don't know how much that costs, but I'm pretty sure it's expensive. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know venomous, but I'm pretty sure an albino Western diamondback has got to be expensive. Yeah. So. Well, the one thing the one thing that he says is just the variety, right? So in mm -hmm. Australia, they sort of have basically pythons and lapids, kind of, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I know there's other types, there's colubrids and stuff, but mm -hmm. basically, you you kind of have that. Um, but even still, my next book kind of focuses on all of it, and I'll it's called the. Things. Biology and Evolution of Australian Snakes. And it's by Alan Greer. And I've seen this relatively cheap, 25 bucks. Mm. I know it probably used to be an expensive book. Scott Iper turned me on to this. He said, this is a must-have if you're into Australian snakes. And um, it's just, there's so much information in it, man. It's, uh, it's just, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a great book. There's tons of data in it, tons of... Uh, just tons of information if you want to know about Australian snakes. I mean, they break it down by, you know, pythons, lapids, colubrids. Um, uh, I would love to work with these. Buega. Uh, why can't I say that fucking name either? <laughs> I, by the way, I take it back. Apparently, Western Diamond, apparently, albino Western Diamond packs are like 400 bucks. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Irregularis that we saw, um, yep. you know, they're in, they're in here. That's, a, that's, uh, one of my favorites as far as, uh, some of the, uh, 
other snakes besides Australian snakes. They got all the different, uh, you know, lapids, uh, brown snakes, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just all the really, all the no touch, yeah, yeah, the no touch stuff is in there as well. But uh, it's, but you're it's right, Australia is either pythons or lapids, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Guess <laughs> yeah. Well, they have colubrids, I guess that you know sort of. I don't know. Yeah, Rear fang like, venomous. Well, I mean, thank you. Like, what was that one where we're like, I'm not sure if we should touch it. And then it was like <laughs> going to town on air on Rob's hat or it's like, Oh, that like, was the, um, um, uh, Slady Gray. Uh, Slady Gray. Gray. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or I'm like, we're, he's like, I'm pretty that sure thing it's was safe. crazy. It's like, well, the thing is like, we're, we're pretty sure it's safe. And then it's just like, ah, and we're like, <laughs> but maybe we don't touch it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, so yeah, that, I I do have an honorable mention. Yeah, I don't know if you you're right by your bookcase. So I, I guess can, if you want to pull an honorable right. mention out, you can. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that I'm sort of into at the moment is um, you know, like a naturalistic type enclosure. Yeah. And um, you know, trying to like really replicate, um an environment <clears throat> you really need some good pictures and some real information about you know what that environment is like so if you're into that type of thing and you're into australia or australians reptiles of any kind um i highly recommend this book just to give you some ideas of what the environment looks like what's going on in the environment um, I sort of took a page from Rob's old, uh, you know, the world is sort of uh, the the cosmic octopus that he says. There's so many things going on that we really can't, you know, put it together inside a box. Um, there's so many different, uh, you know, things that make the world go around, so to speak. And uh, to sort of say that, you know, <laughs> your thermostat and a AP cage is going to replicate that. Is, uh, I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I got a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from uh, Luke over at Beachy Scaly Beast. So if you mm-hmm. happen to, uh, if you haven't seen his channel, uh, Beachy Scaly Beast, I highly recommend it. If you're if you're getting into uh, wanting to do more naturalistic setups, if you're just keeping a couple couple of reptiles for uh, uh, for for pets or something like that. And you really want to, you know, I, I sort of look at it like uh, a reptile keeper. That's sort of a fish type of keeper, right? Uh, you know, fish keeper mindset where you sort of have this display and you sort of look at the display and you sort of relax and whatnot. So anyway, it's called wild habitats, natural history of Australia's ecosystems. And it's by Alan Fox and Steve mm. Parrish. So, it's uh it's a pretty big book. Um I know <laughs> Crystalini <laughs> Crystalini ordered it off of my recommendation and I think it got lost in the mail. Oh, they ref- they refunded them and then it showed up like a week later or whatever. But as you can see, Owen, I have tons of little post-its oh, hanging out the side here. Yeah. Um, but uh just to give me some inspiration as you know for cage builds and 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 stuff. But um, you know, it really goes into um just, you know, I think what it is too, it's like, because we are at some of these places, you know, like, um, you know, what is a, 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 
you know, if we're talking about bush habitat or if we're talking about, um, you know, where a di diamond python would be found, um, you know, wet forest and what it's like and what some of the animals that would be there. And just like, I mean, look at some of these pictures of mm -hmm. some of the environments, shots, you know, just lots of uh, inspiration you can gorgeous. get from them. So, yeah, but great book. Highly recommend it if that's uh, your sort of thing and you're more you're interested in finding out more about um, where your reptiles are from if you're into Australian reptiles. So, I wonder why they don't have one of them for the U.S. You'd think. Maybe we should read it. By we, I mean you, and I'll just put my name on it. So, <laughs> I'll go with. But uh, my honorable mention is, of course, the... Ah, yeah. yes. The Snakes of Australia uh, by Scott and Ty Iper. Um, I actually, mine is signed by Nipper. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's interesting. It's very interesting. So, because um, uh, I guess they got, he got more copies from Scott and Ty, and he sent me uh, his old copies because I have always, I wanted them. Uh, I just haven't. I don't know. I get weird about asking people to send me stuff. So I just ordered, I was getting ready to order them. They were all in my thing on thrift books and Nipper said he had them. So he signed that one. I haven't checked the other two. So, um, what was the other two? I have, Lizards? I have this, I have snakes, frogs, and dangerous creatures. Okay. Yep. So I don't have lizards. Um, but see, I keep forgetting that you're getting back into books because we know, just did an order that? for the lizards. Yeah, I know. I know. And and I, I didn't. Nobody told me. Yeah. Uh, my fault. I, I will make sure you're included in. Thank uh, you. Just such just let uh, me know. book things going forward. So thank you. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it just because it kind of gets me into again some of the stuff that I wouldn't have necessarily like. I I don't think i'm ever gonna see a dusky sea, sea snake but it's cool looking <laughs> like i, yeah. I kind of want to <laughs> check out the pictures of it um right it's kind of badass uh yeah i've actually been i was pouring through the the sea snake part of this the other day because i was just going on about one of them and it's the one with the spikes and stuff on them. thing looks like a freaking dragon um only i'm gonna be able to find it again but it's a great comprehensive guide and like if I didn't have <laughs> Rob or you in the bush, I'd probably here it is. Yeah, the horned sea snake thing looks like a dragon. It's nuts. Wow, but cool. it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I was just going over that, but like I would have this with me if I was in Australia, just because it's very easy to follow. Like I've had snake guidebooks that kind of tell you what snake you're looking at, or um, oh, how many scales are on its head. 12. All right, turn to page 18. And how many scales right. are on its ass? I don't know, four. It turns to the all right, right. Um, is its head this look like this? It looks like that. Like, yo, come on, like, <laughs> tell me what this thing is. So it kind of, this seems way easier and way more comprehensive, so I do enjoy it. Um, and I wish to, I, this is how U.S. books should be written for snake identification. Honest to God. Yeah, it's yeah, great. I have, I have two huge books back there that yes. are snakes of U.S. and Canada. Yes. And they're massive and they're like hand drawn things like this. This is really well done, really well comprehensive to the point where if I thought I was in the wild and I found something, I bet you I could find it in here. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the size of those books makes it very handy to throw in a backpack. 
or even you just know, a big pocket on the freaking cargo shorts. Like, yeah, this is you could great. do that too. You know, yeah. um, great book. Um, they wrote the lizards, snakes, frogs, and I think he was involved in the dangerous creatures. Yes. I, I don't, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, lizards, yeah frogs, great stuff. And then dangerous creatures. And then according to the back of the book, uh, yeah, dangerous creatures. He did that one. And then he did the frogs. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to show you a book that you're, you are going to like, but it's yeah. not written by them. All right. What's so we one? have, we have the dangerous one. Yeah. I bought that one when we were at Croc Cove. See, again, like, like, why wasn't I paying attention to such things? <laughs> right. So that's reptiles of Australia. Yeah. Then there's snakes of Australia, which is the one you just talked yeah, about. Yeah. 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 There's frogs of Australia, which you yeah. just talked about. There's lizards of Australia, which you just, you talked, just about. talked about. Yeah. But these are mammals. mammals of Australia. Yeah. Of Australia. Yeah. I was looking <laughs> at that in here. I'm like, why don't I have mammals of Australia? Yes. Because I felt very inadequate when you were rambling off. Uh, that's why. That's yeah, I know. Why. You're just like, oh, that's a this is a red kangaroo. This is a gray kangaroo. Oh, it's a red. It's a gray. It's a wallaby. Like it's a wallaby. This, yeah. Flying like, foxes. I just thought it was small, medium, large. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the reason, and this is going to sound goofy, but the reason that I bought the book Mammals yeah. um, was because uh, I was interested in looking at some of the various rodents that would be found in the carpet python. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Spots. And then sort of referencing that to sort of then look and sort of see if you can get some ideas about the natural history of those mammals, mm -hmm. to sort of see if it gives you any kind of highlights into, you know, when they would be eating or how those carpets would be eating or anything mm -hmm. like that. So we should, um, what you're telling is we should start breeding kangaroo mice just so we can feed them to our carpets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But mm -hmm. the wallabies, man, they're cool. And I can't, I, I don't know. I just keep thinking of, uh, you know, like, look, like I'm, that's I'm, your, your, uh, your, your, what do you call it? Your soulmate there on the rock. That's my, that's my little, that's my, um, my <laughs> right spirit here. guide on this. Yeah, on the spirit rock. guide. Yeah. As I was wandering in a fever dream. Yeah. It's yes. like, <laughs> Dude, it, and I, I, I love wallabies, and I love all Aussie mammals, dude. Like I, they do have I some could, cool mammals, right? Oh my god, dude! It, I've always, I always wanted to work with Tassie devils. I always did, because I mean, can you imagine? It's basically just a very pissed off like wiener dog that is just like <laughs> eating like raw yeah, it meat is. <laughs> and screams at you, and it's like yes. <laughs> I kind of like the numbat. Numbats are good. Wombats are awesome. If thylacine was still around, I'd be all about them. Um, yeah. Yeah, yep. cool stuff. So, yeah, I, if you can get any of those, uh, Australian Geographic puts it out. Um, and the mammals, just if people want, wanted to check it out, is by Peter Rowland and uh, Chris Farrell. So Yeah, and Peter and uh, Scott kind of collabed, uh, collabed on a lot of the other books. So, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, he did, Scott. and uh, so Yeah, um, yeah. Ty and Scott did the reptiles or the snakes and the lizards. Yeah. And uh, Scott did a couple of the other ones with some other people. But 
Obviously, I guess we're biased towards Australian stuff. Apparently, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, although I told you, I'm having Australia's not that cool anymore. I know Listen, America is making a comeback, and rat snakes and colubrids and blah blah blah. blah. Listen, people have liked colubrids <laughs> the entire time, but you know, I, I told you I have this itch right now where it's like. I don't have the complete ball python, so I'm missing that portion of my little my little set here. And I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need it. Twitch, twitch. Like it's. Did you say it. it's like eight hundred dollars? Well, thank you. It's like eight hundred dollars plus. Like, what if? Are you never going to breed ball pythons? You don't need this book. And then I'm like, if I see it, I'll pick it up. No, you're never gonna see it. Like, yeah. So, nope. I, I'm almost mean. tempted to give you mine. I don't want it. <laughs> Just so you can complete the set. Because I, I know, I'm, I'm hoping that I get some good karma. And maybe one day, somehow, you know, I'll get an imbricata or something. <laughs> so I can complete the set. You, know, you want to complete the book set. I just want to complete the carpet set. Like, come on, man. It's, yeah. I mean, and I, and I won't be in the same, I won't be in the same problem that you're in until, like, Owen Pelly show up. Because I don't want. I don't want all the carpets. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my, you know, obviously a, lo- a couple of years ago, my goal was to work with all the pythons of the world. That's mm-hmm. not a feasible goal unless you have a serpentarium. First off, I don't have one of them. <laughs> Maybe one day, uh, you know, I'll, I I can do that or we can do that. And uh, you know, we can, we can that. have all the python species in the world or whatever, you know. Yep. Yeah. Which would be which would be even great. Then, but, even then, I think we would get to a certain point where, like, these things are fucking annoying, and like, yeah. we get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for me, my goal is all the Australian pythons, and you know, yeah. I think I think maybe maybe who knows, you know, maybe one day some zoo stock will get over here of Owen Pelly's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know. I know some of, some of the stuffs in Europe, but uh, you know. Maybe King Horn I will get here at one point. I very seriously doubt Baron I would get here. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, a Baron I kind of just looks like, uh, you know, olivaceous. So they kind of look the same. And it's, an, it's just an olive python. Do I really need? See, see, this is what I'm saying. See, You're like, they, they, it's not you, the same. Do I really need that? No, no, you don't. <laughs> My olive python is fine. Why do it's I need this fine. one? You know? I no, I need another one. Yeah. yeah. So. And I've just ordered a naturalist guide to the mammals of Australia. Push that button right now. <laughs> like it is. Uh, Ooh, I think they were talking about that on Aussie Herp Show. They were saying that that was a really good book. It is. I mean, it has to be. Yeah, I got the uh, the bird guide. Yeah. Well, I just we just I got to keep up with Justin I mean, and uh, Keith. You know. Yeah. I got. I feel like I'm left out at that segment of herping trips. You know, like <laughs> I, I feel like they're like checking out these Ooh. cool birds, and I'm like, what are you What are you looking at? You know, it's kind of like flying dinosaurs. It's yeah. kind of like when we went to Australia, mm-hmm. both times for me, and we saw other things besides pythons. And I wasn't as tuned into those as I would have liked to be or would be now right. if I went back, you know, right. like, uh, you know, remember when we were chasing the, uh, the, the, the imaginary monitor on the bumpy road of death? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a monitor there, but we don't know exactly what kind it was. And it kind of got away before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But yeah. anyway, you know, 
that was cool. But I think if I saw it now, I would, you know, I would be more yeah. pumped to, to see it. And the seeing the Mertens was, was friggin' awesome. Friggin awesome. But yeah. to go back now and see them after sort of talking to Mike and, you know, Dude, seeing can you what, imagine yeah. taking a guy like him. That's been like breeding them and all this other stuff, taking him there and having him go to that park where they're, these are wild Mertens like hanging out and chilling. Like this God, is the damn. stuff you have in your cage downstairs, but this is where it's supposed to be. Like I would, I would love that. Yeah, I would. It's I would like love. How, it's like how um, if if we if we do end up going to the Kimberly, not I'm sorry, not if when we end up going to the Kimberly, like you guys can't plan it for the day of my wedding. If it's the day after, I'll explain it to her. That's fine. We'll figure it out. But like, I just think you can't. I need to go to the Kimberly and see the rough scales. Like, I need to go. I need <laughs> it. So, yeah, we'll we'll get you there. All right. Right. Um, but yeah. Ooh, I do want to get what I, I do want to give an update since you talked about the Kimberly, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we did a round two. Me and Nipper did a round two with Mark O'Shea. Uh. <laughs> and no. No. Ah, dude. Okay. The this guy has some amazing stories. That's freaking awesome. He really went into more detail about the no rough scale expedition. And this is on the and this is the Herp podcast. When is that out? Um, well, I can I can send you the. Thank the you. Thank, finally, <laughs> eleven years, and I finally get perks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can send you the file, the Thank the you. unedited file of the conversation. You you you've earned that, my friend. Thank you. Finally, yeah, it's, it's, um, like, it's like a it's like an arcade. I can cash in my my eleven years worth of tickets to get a preview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> preview of your um, interview with Mark O'Shea. Yeah. So I yeah I know we talked about it and that it would be out, but the reason that it didn't come out is because I sent a copy to Mark and. And, and he, he was sort of it, he wanted so. to redo it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I guess oh. that's where he is, where he is, and why hey. he is who he is. Hey. And I'm hey. like, hey man, I get whatever. to talk to Marco Shea yeah, for whatever. three hours. Bring it fine. on, man. Yeah. Um, but uh if he wants to redo stuff, he can redo stuff. That's fine. And then we have to go back and talk to him again about Papua New Guinea, because we did talk about Papua New Guinea. But there's way more that we can get into in Papua New Guinea. Lisa just sent me this whole thing. He did a whole interview on on finding white lips and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Mm. we did talk about them a little bit. Yes. Oh, my freaking God. (laughs) Yes, we did talk about that. Ring pythons. I hate you, you Nipper. I hate you so much. (laughs) You are you are the you are my like nega. and you're like the the replacement. (laughs) I do all the work and you're getting all the Oh God. I hate you, Nipper. And I can say these things because you're all the way across the ocean. You, I can't. Uh, you know what? I hope your teeth sucks uh, today. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. It was a great conversation. I don't mean that. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll break you, and his heartbeat won't go above eighty-two. <laughs> I imagine he's just gonna be like, oh, <laughs> it's like just he'll sip, sip his tea. <laughs> well, all right then. Like he's just like I imagine he's got a book of shit that I've said that uh, pisses him off, and he's like check like you're just gonna circle this one oh i'm going to have to rip your spine out of the back of your back (laughs) that is not cricket it's like yeah but uh but uh anyway what an awesome 
well, dude, I, you know, I, uh, what can I say? Anyway, um, awesome. probably going to be working on it, uh, over the next week. And, um, then I have to send it over to Mark. He's going to check it out. And then, you know, uh, we'll go from there. And, uh, yeah. Why do we have interns? <laughs> like you're like, I'm working on it in the next couple of weeks. Why do we have interns? <laughs> Uh, just keeps coming back to that. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> is, I, I'll tell you, I will tell you, I promise you it will be well worth the wait because the first time we talked about the rough scale expedition, I think, yeah. I think, you know, and this is something that Nipper kept saying as we were having the conversation, right. That, yeah. um, what may be trivial for you, yeah. meaning trivial for Mark, mm-hmm. like we're just on the seat of our pants and, you know, it's like, we we want to know all the details. Everything. You know? everything. <laughs> just tell us everything. So he's yeah. he's telling us about when they found the the the, the well, actually he didn't find the first it's right. sort of the Owen Pelly thing, and he sort of has the same mindset as I do. Who cares who found it? Right. You get to who see it. To, you were in the expedition. Like, do you think I sit yes. there and I'm like, Keith found the Owen Pelly? We just all, you know. No, yes. we the collective group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Keith saw it, but we all, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't, I, I don't give like, a shit if. Right. <laughs> it doesn't I don't matter to like, me. I don't sit there. and I'm like, I'm the one who found the water python. We found a two water python. We found this right. much. We found that. Done. Rob right. had the great camera. I just pointed. Yeah. Right. All <laughs> right. So. I can't wait for people to hear that. Um, you know, especially if you're a rough scale lover like my uh, compadre here, um, mm-hmm. I think you will quite enjoy it. And, By the uh, way, if you have baby rough scales that you want to like possibly sell or give to Owen, please reach out to him. He is, he, I'm, yeah, I've decided screw it. I'm moving forward. I just want more rough scales. Many, many, many more. That's not a bad thing, man. Yeah. Get rid of these they, jungles. Get more. Get more roughies. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I don't know why uh, they're not more popular. <laughs> I I don't know, and I don't care. I want them to be less popular. I want them. To, I want them to be so damn cheap. I can have twenty of them. Right. Yeah. Like they are in Australia. If only we could get that way. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, right? I'd, go to, I'd go to a reptile show, come home with a new one every time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This one's browner. <laughs> like, <it's> just, yeah. <laughs> so I guess, uh, yeah, that's the book show. And um, sure. that's uh, that's our books. And, uh, you know, maybe next time we'll have a different topic, maybe something besides Australia, some non-Australia books we'll talk about in the next time we... Uh, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that many non-Australia books, so I know wait, the Subak is in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a cool book. That's a cool uh, book. Dude, that's a cool book. Yeah. All right. Cool. We are right. Morality Python Radio. <laughs> yep, and uh, definitely go check out the Teespring store where you can find cool merch like this Rogue Reptiles t-shirt I'm wearing. Mm. Um, also, EB Morelia and Carpafest stuff. Also, go and join the Patreon. If you get on the Inland tier, you'll be invited to our monthly uh, private podcast with me, Eric, Rob, and Lucas. I guess that's why we have the interns. Um, Riley and Lucas. Why did I say Rob? I don't know. Have Rob on the brain. (laughs) Wow, Riley, you've been fired. (laughs) So, no, (laughs) Riley and Lucas, not Rob. Although Rob does show up. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Uh, You can come check us out there. 
Uh, also, uh, you can go give us a like on all the different social media platforms. Uh, Morelia Python Radio, all the different shows are listed there, the Morelia Python Radio Network. And uh, I think we have like 12, 13 shows right now. I don't know how many. They're massive. Definitely go check them out, uh, especially if you're interested in other things like monitors, um, if you're interested in debate. Um, there are all different uh, different kind of stuff there. Uh, also, I think that's it, except for that the calendar competition is live. So if you didn't here correctly the first time it is entries are up until october 1st you have till october 1st to enter all the rules are posted up on the morelia pick of the week go ahead and enter your animals and then we will announce the winners in october um that's all we have for you guys tonight so we'll say thanks all for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more morelia python radio good night